And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. Well, welcome everyone. It is July 18th. That is a Sunday, the 2021. We have episode 165 of the Weighing In Podcast heading your way for this Sunday. We are going to talk about the UFC and Islam Makhachev and his victory against Tiago Moises tonight. Misha Tate making her comeback fight. We'll talk about what we thought about that. We had Bellator. 262 taking place with a really good championship fight in the flyweight division for the women's between Juliana Velasquez and Denise Kielholtz. A little bit of controversy with headbutts and certain things and other things. But what is going on, my man? Josh Thompson looking good with the virus. It's not COVID, though. we're back in this virus bullshit here in California. So Uh, we're putting mass mandates back into place. And hey... What are you going to do, man? Just going to sit here and suck it up, I think, a little bit longer. We'll see. I mean, I may be forced to move out of here sooner. I'm going to make my own country. Later. Yes, it's something, man. I'm just going to make my own country. I'm- so they just implemented the the L.A. County, uh, I guess, did the mass mandates uh, start, I think, on Saturday. Today. Started today, I believe. And then Santa Clara County, which is where I live in Silicon Valley, they decided to implement them as well, I believe, starting tomorrow or maybe even as of today. So I just landed, got off the plane. I was like, I was hearing that people were saying, hey, man, it's got to wear your mask again. Got to wear your mask again here in, in Santa Clara County, here in San Francisco. I'm like, ah, oh, this is, I feel like the end is never going to come. Never going to come. Not in the state keep, of California. It's not. I'm just going to keep <laughs> fucking sucking us dry. I just oh, want to say to all of the people that I know in the state of California, I'm sorry. I really am. What a mess. <laughs> It's a disaster, man. It's a disaster here. Total shit show. But yeah, yeah, we, this, this, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, okay, so look, I got off the plane. I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. My car was at 320. Your car was at 345 in the morning. Yeah, so baby. We got home and just, you know, did, I did family stuff all day, you know, and jumped in the line with a bunch of stuff. I have some cousins at my house with their kids. Ooh. I've got family coming, stay until Monday, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I get off the plane and everyone's here. And I'm like, oh, geez. All right. Well, let's suck it up. Let's do it. Watch the fights. Had a great performance. Uh, some great performances tonight on the UFC card. Had some good performances last night as well in Veltor card. Some good stuff, man. I mean, I think there's a lot to talk about. A little bit of drama, I think, as well with the headbutt uh, yesterday. But uh, what do you want to talk about first? First, I want to say before we do any of that, for everyone out there, come on and subscribe to our clip channel smash that like button do all that good stuff when you hit the click the bell so you can get notified when we are going to drop we're trying to build up that channel so we can put a lot of small clips on there so you can watch the stuff and just pick out what you want to listen to so do that for us so we can do stuff for you but i think we ought to talk about let's just talk about the fights we just saw come on all right let's do it what was what was you want, to, you want to go full card? You want to go just the main card? You have the card in front of you because uh, I couldn't get my shit set up tonight. All right. It's getting late where you're at, and we're both exhausted. We were talking about that <laughs> earlier today. So I got a little frustrated, and when I get tired, I get real, like, grumpy. Not you. So, yeah. So I was like, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't need to see anything in front of me tonight. So John is going to take the lead and, and tell us what you got, buddy. Well, I'm going to go the first one I want to talk about is Amanda Lemos versus 
Montserrat. It's Conejo, but Ruiz, but whatever it's going to be. Montserrat Conejo. And I, it was a fantastic performance by Amanda. She she definitely you know hurt Montserrat. It may have been a little fast, but I can understand what, what happened and what Chris Tagnoni saw. He saw her actually, the way she was going down, she was kind of out. And he made the decision to stop it right at that point. And then when she hit, she kind of came back a little bit. But nothing was going to happen in that fight. But I do want to say that <laughs> Alicia Ishmael, who is Amanda's manager, promoter, uh, trainer, all these things, whatever you want to say. And now he is her ventriloquist. Yes. <laughs> he, <laughs> I was he didn't say a word shit. she said. He just said what he wanted. Oh, man. <laughs> he was out there promoting her as the next champion and saying stuff. And he didn't say anything she said. He just put out whatever he wanted. So congratulations, Valise. That was a great a great promo for your fighter. It was <laughs> but, so, it, it was she looked so good. bad. Yeah. She did. She looked, she looked fantastic. Yeah. I mean, her striking was on point. She was circling and striking off of the, the angles. She did a great job. I thought it was a I thought it was a tad bit early of a stoppage, yeah. but I'm not mad at it either. Wasn't gonna go anywhere. The way her opponent was just kind of lunging in and trying to get to the clinch and the takes down, she was just taking the shots, kind of dipping her head right she in the shots. She got stung twice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't see that fight really going her way after the first couple of exchanges, and then luckily the fight was ended. But I mean, I thought it was a little bit of an early stoppage, but I'm not mad at it because I think in in the long run of the fighter safety kind of situation. But uh, I thought, uh, how do you say her name? Limos. Man, Limos. Yeah, she looked she looked fabulous, man. She got some power. She was sticking sticking the the, the stiff jab right in the face, and then finishing up with the hard cross. She Best part was her footwork. Yeah, she was cutting the angles when she yep. cut, she landed the combination. She cut the angle and cut it and hit it again. I was like, wow, and it's she, impressive. She didn't, she didn't stand there to uh, you know admire her handiwork. She was moving her feet, setting up for the next shot. Boom, boom. Moved out. Yeah. You go. That's what you're supposed to do when you got someone you know that's trying to close that distance on you. Get their hands on you. She she looked really good. But, yeah, I thought she, I thought that was a, a very dominant performance tonight. Uh, great job by her. What other fight? What other fights on there? Well, there was Malcolm Gordon against Devison Figueroa's brother Francisco, and uh, I thought I thought Malcolm Gordon he had a very good performance because it was a tough fight. You can see that. Figueredo, he's talented. He's got a lot of yeah. skill. You know, he was getting hit by a jab in the middle of his face a couple of times and snapped his head back multiple times. But you could tell because, you know, Gordon's got a good background in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's a black belt. And Figueredo was giving him fits with his butterfly guard and what he was doing. But Gordon just kept the pressure on, kept working, and tried to keep the fight at a very high pace, a lot of pressure. And... You know, he got a he got a very well well fought. I love when a guy goes out there and just gives it everything. He leaves everything that there is in that cage. And at the end, it works for him. And, and so I really enjoyed watching that fight. I thought he deserved the fight. It was uh it was a good fight by both of them, but just a very tough fight for Malcolm Gordon. It's hard, I think, for fighters that have successful brothers to follow kind of in the footsteps that kind of situation because they expect you to be the exact same or they expect you to have the same uh, top qualities that they have, whether it's conditioning, power, footwork, whatever it is, Good things point. that whatever that, whatever that fighter is successful. Like 
like uh, Douglas Lima. He's known for his kicks. His brother's got good kicks, but he's not known for them like Lima, like Douglas Lima is. Yeah. You know, and so when you get into that, like, um, like Figueroa, his conditioning is not like his brother's. You know, and so he does tend to slow down a little bit more, I, I, from what I can see. So, I think you know. both of them kind of slow down a little bit. Both of them seem to cut a lot of weight. Yeah, both, that's both true of as them well. slow down a little bit. But yeah, that's true as well. It is what it is. What else you got? All right, let's go. I want Daniel Rodriguez. He took on Preston Parsons. I love Daniel Rodriguez. He looked great. You know, he's, he's super calm now. He's doing a beautiful job from his southpaw stance. He throws that straight left right down the pipe. Preston Parsons acted a cut like he got poked in the eye, and it was like that. And I'm, I'm yelling, do not stop that fight. That was a punch, and it was. It was a clean punch. Uh, yeah. Hurt him bad, and Daniel Rodriguez finished it off. So a, a very nice performance by Daniel. He's he's coming on. You know, he's, he's Is he the one they call Fluffy? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Who, who, which one's no. that? That's uh, Anthony Hernandez. Hernandez. Okay, Anthony Hernandez. Yeah, but I, I saw Joe Schilling was in in. Uh, yeah, he's in Daniel Rodriguez's corner. corner. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he looked good, man. I thought he looked calm, composed. Super. That was the one thing. He's he he even I think he even talked about he's a little bit of a slow starter. He kind of lets the fight develop a little bit sometimes, and uh, he's a little bit of a slow starter. But I felt like he he did what, he was filling out the range and the distance, and uh, he got hit with some clean shots early. Um, but he just took them, kept coming, just kind of pieced them up. And I thought, like you said, I was worried also they were going to stop the fight for like to give, um, what's his name? Parsons. Yeah. A, uh, to give him like a, what's it called? Right. A second to recover. Cause yeah. they, I thought it was, I thought they were going to stop it for an eye poke and I'm thankful they didn't because it was a straight shot. It was oh, clean yeah. as day. You could see yep. it was right down, right down the eye. Yep. It was beautiful. So good stuff by him and good win, man. That was a great win by him. All right. Then there was the one that we had a bet on. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know Mowgli. T- I didn't know Mowgli took it on short notice. I guess oh, you get to do my no, research no, a little bit better. No, 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 don't make excuses. No, it's now. okay. Please. It's okay. Don't make excuses. Mowgli would have won had he had a full camp. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so weak, so weak. I mean, if you're gonna take that win, whatever. That, I get that, it. I, 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 excuse me. Here, I, I want you to. I want you to look at me right now. I understand. Oh yeah, I'm taking the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know. You got to get one up on me somehow. Oh, now it's one up. <laughs> that's that's two in a row. You need to on me. The steak dinners are just coming in. Oh man, we've Good got to get I'm... out of these. We've got to get out of these situations where we can go actually sit down in a restaurant, <laughs> take our mask off. <laughs> Jesus, I tell you what, there was a lot of a lot of heart by uh, Gabriel though, and he got he took a big shot. His eye was puffing up. He was he was fighting the whole time. Billy puts a lot of pressure. Was going after him, but Benitez never quit in that whole thing. Wow. And then you look at the stoppage; it's understandable. Um, it wouldn't have been stopped if his eye wasn't in that position. They would have let it go on, but based upon his eye and they're thinking that he's probably got a broken orbital. So I understand why they stopped it. It was a good stop and it was, it was a good win for Billy. Billy's tough. What I don't like is that like Mowgli's on, I believe he's got two fights left on his contract. Maybe just one now after this one. And you can't be taking these type of fights on short notice. Like, you know, knowing that your contract is coming up, you've got to make sure that you're, you're giving yourself the most, uh, most opportunities and chances to make as much money as you possibly can. And that has to do with winning. You can't do that if you're losing, if you're taking fights on short notice. I mean, there's times when you want to do it and you think you can get it done. I get it. But you obviously, like he obviously was not in shape. Uh, You could tell after the first round, after he got his back taken, he had taken some clean shots. 
and he got sat down in the first round towards the end yeah, of the he first got round, sat right down. in the middle of the set, yep. middle of the first round. Of the first he got round. sat to his butt. He was doing well up until that moment. I had him kind of slightly ahead, but I wouldn't have been mad if it was going the other way. It was close. It was it's close. There, it was yeah. And so um, when he got dropped, it was like okay, you lost the round. Now you got your back taken the most majority of the time. You were able to scramble and get on top. He's so much better than what he what we saw tonight. He's got a nasty little guillotine that he likes to say he attempted it a couple times tonight. Uh, he's he's pretty good on the legs as well. He just you you could, I could just tell he wasn't going for things because he was concerned about uh, conditioning, being stuck on bottom, you know, being controlled, and that's exactly what happened. As soon as his shape went away, he started putting his back to the fence, and he started letting his opponent get off. And like you can't do that, man. You got to come in. You you got to make sure that you come in. In, at least in a good enough shape to get through the second round. So if you win the first two, all you gotta do is survive the third. He wasn't even in good enough shape to get through the first, you know. And so, and I know when you take big shots, when you take big shots, it your cardio level just goes, it goes faster. You know, it's it's that power meter on a video game. It just drops every time you take a big shot. It just goes lower and lower. And it's kind of what we saw, you know, in this fight. So uh, he came out in the third round, like a little barn burster, uh, barn buster, and he just came out through, dropped, um, what's his name, and then wasn't able to do anything with it, though. Got stuck on bottom again, then got his back taken, and then it was, you know, all the way to the finish. Yep. I just want to see, I want to see my, I want to see people that I know make better, better decisions on what fights they're taking and what they're doing. Like, I, the biggest excuse, I think, from fighters is, oh, well, I needed the money. Like losing is not going to make you more money in the long run. So what are you doing? Right, you know you're getting I mean? half like you, your pay. You, yeah, you're getting half your pay, yeah. and then the next fight, you know, like you're not really you're not bumping up either. Some, when you win, you bump up. Not because you fought, you bump up. When you win, you bump up, and so you're stuck where you're at. You know, at whatever pay you're at at that time. Yep. So you're not giving you're not doing yourselves any favor. And so if he's got one more fight left on his contract, he needs a full camp. He needs to make sure that he's. He has an opportunity, puts himself in a good position to get a win. So I don't know. I mean, he's a dog. I love watching him fight, but he's tough. These are those fights that you shouldn't have taken this fight. Yeah, you know. All right, what'd you think of uh, Adolfo Vieira versus Dustin? Oh, I'm going to say it wrong. Stolzius. Yeah, I don't know how to say his last name either. Even if it was in front of me, which it's not, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to read it anyways. Um, I was actually sitting there watching the fight going, how the fuck do you say this guy's name? <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was like, um, Vieira looked, I, I thought like, he's got a good jab. You obviously can see he's got power. He just cuts too much weight. Yep. He slows down. That's what and, I like, said. You go, you go against anybody who's going to have, be able to pressure him and make him fight into, into a bad position. Like had whatever you say, Stolzias or whatever. If had he just had more output and not feared him so much in terms of being taken down, I think he could have won that fight. He just he just didn't have it. I just think Vieira the... would be so much better if he just went to two hundred five. Yeah, you can tell he's just rock solid. Remember how you were talking about Anglicus about how big he is and how yep. ripped. You can see all the little like striations in his body. Yep. That's how Vieira is. Yep. Right. He looks just like that, and. So go up, man. You're cutting so much weight. This is not a bodybuilding competition. This is a fucking fight. You know, like in, it, you need it just, energy. Yeah, you need something to feed off of. And he just didn't look like he had it. So I mean, like even though he got the win, he got the submission, but it was like one of those situations where you shouldn't be that tired. You know, at the end of a three round fight, sure, you should be you should be exhausted. Well, yeah, but it wasn't even looked, a three round fight. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. Even, exactly. Well, it went into the so, third round. So I yeah. Can't say that. But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't 
I don't know. It wasn't one of those situations where you should have looked that exhausted. Even like even on the feet, it was like one punch, one punch, both of them, one punch. But yep. I felt like his opponent just was giving him too much respect because he didn't want to get taken down. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. What do you think of it? You know, I I, the, I was thinking the exact thing. He came out and he was he was doing well in the stand up. He was actually controlling the stand up. He was he was you know actually firing off some good shots. But right away, as soon as he got into a clinch at one point, and I saw him back off, I go, "He's getting tired. I can yeah. see it. I can see him." And you can you can almost see it's a in his in his mind. He feels it is like then he's scared about oh my god, it's going to happen again, and so I want I need to slow down. And then all of his production starts to go out. Yeah. And so I just think his coaches need to look and say, "Hey, let let's be smart about this. Let's go up to two hundred five. No one." He's going to be fast there. He's going to be strong there. No one can out grapple him up there. So it's a matter of let's work on the stand up. Let's get it so we use our stand up to get into the clinches. And then you're going to have energy for, to go for that takedown. And you'll have energy for the, that submission attempt if it comes. But I just think at 205, he's going to, he's going to just be a, just a better fighter. Yeah. So I mean, got you talent. Can't, you can't make people do that stuff though, man. That's no. the thing. Like they think that they think because they've been doing it for so long. Wrestlers are hard headed as well. Jiu Jitsu players have been doing it for a while now, cutting all the weight, believing in that there's that's the recipe to success. It's not it's not always, not for everyone. You know, I look at certain guys like Max Holloway, I think it's a recipe for success for him. He cuts the weight, he performs at a level, a high level, high octane. Absolutely. Level. His output. Most of the time people, most of the time I I'll say, man, you, you can't cut weight like he does. He cuts it. And he actually performs better. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, and then you look at other guys who can't do it. Don't do that. Oh, man. <laughs> I've already yelled three times before that. All right. What'd you think of? I, I told you that Jeremy was going to have problems with the camera. Yeah. His, his wrestling's just too good, man. Problems. I mean, he didn't even get out of the first he couple. Did, he, get out of the, seconds. he didn't get out of the starting blocks. Yeah. It was like 30 seconds in. He got submitted. So, I mean, I mean. Hey, put yourself in a shitty situation and things like that happen. I think with Jeremy, right, he was always kind of like the bigger, stronger guy at 145, mm -hmm. you know, and now I'm not coming down to 45 anymore. He's not going to be the bigger, stronger guy because I, I compare him to like guys like tonight, like with Islam and even uh, Moyes or whatever, however you say his name. Yeah, I go Moises. Through, yeah, I heard him say it three or four different ways tonight. <laughs> so it was Moises, Moyeses and, and Moises or whatever anyways. <laughs> Um, you can come up with a fourth. Yeah, well, there was only three commentators, and they all had it wrong. So <laughs> they all had it differently, I should say. <laughs> One of them was right. So yeah, John. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably most likely, <laughs> most likely. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, um, yeah, he just the strength is going to be a factor. I think when you get into that in that one forty five pound weight class, I think at one. I'm mean, not wait, sorry, one fifty five at one forty five. He had the strength advantage. He had the power, I felt like he had the power advantage as well. But at 55, I think he's just another, he's just another. He started out at 155. Yeah, I know he did. But then that's why he went to 45. Yeah. John, like, you know, like he's, the guys that were, you know, the, he just the size became a factor. And the size is still there, even though he's coming back. Like, it, not because you went there for, you went to 145 for five years or six years, and now you're back. Like, all of a sudden, the guys are smaller. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, he went to so, 145 because at the time that he was at the 155, UFC didn't have a 145. Uh, so, he, he goes back that far. So, wow, that I forgot was about that. When the WEC came in and they absorbed them all, and all of a sudden, they made a featherweight division, 
That's when Jeremy went, ding, ding, I'm going down there, which was a good idea. Yeah, you had a lot of success there at 145, so it's a hard cut. I remember one of the first fights I had with the UFC, I think it was the Nate fight, Uh, may have been the Bobby Green fight. Anyways, we ran into each other in the... uh, in the sauna, like in the locker rooms. And he, I, I came in just to like do like a, a 30 minute session in the sauna. And he, and I came in and he was sitting there. I'm like, how long have you been here? He's like two hours. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Jeez. No way. And I'm, he's like, Miserable. yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll be here for another, probably at least 30, 40 minutes. Oh. I was like, how hot was the just, sauna? Uh, well, it was at 24 hour fitness. And I think 24 hour doesn't allow you to have it hotter than 140. 140, yeah. Yeah, which is good because that's kind of the optimum sweat level position. You don't really don't want to be past, I think, 160. It's like 120 to 140 something, 142 is that optimum like level of just your body continues to sweat. Once you start breaking that, you get too hot and your body just kind of stops sweating. You'll sweat a little bit, but you won't get out as much as you normally would if the, the temperature is at, say, you know, 120 to 125. No, no, I'll, I'll keep sweating. Like yeah, you all, will. But all the way until I barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so what did you think of Misha Tate's return? You know, I actually thought she looked pretty good. I really did. Yeah, she, uh, she's still not fast though. And and here's it. I thought she looked good. I thought she performed really well. And then you know her 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 uh, interview at the end with Paul Felder. You know, she says, I'm not here for the fight. I'm here for the belt. And I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just not going to happen. But hey, it, it, there's nothing wrong with her having that as her goal, and that's what she believes she's going to go for. I just look at it. She did a, a really good job uh, in the stand-up, but she's also going against, again, like I said, the UFC gave her the best person they could, a 44-year-old fighter who was going to retire, uh, You know, not that fast themselves, uh, doesn't have as good a ground game as Misha, and so you look and I go, that person's pretty tailor-made. But I did, I, I appreciate that Misha came in. She was in shape. She never got tired. She pressed the action of the fight. You know, she actually looked better in this fight than she did in her last couple fights before she retired. And so that's a good thing. And it really is because sometimes they don't look, you know, they don't look any different. So she did look good. You were right. She actually came back, looked good in her performance. I just don't see that uh, title shot coming for her in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, look, I'm not saying that it won't be a title shot. I'm just saying I don't know if she, I don't know if she can beat Amanda Nunes. I don't think she. can. She is not, not, not beating Amanda Nunes. Not, not, yeah, not as of now. Remember, we're talking about her first fight back. She's not going to get a title shot for three or four fights, unless I mean, like, if I if if Dave can pull up the rankings for you, you know, and you can see, I, I don't I don't know who's in that weight class. But I can tell you there's, there's going to be some killers in there in that top seven, top yeah. six, top seven. So she's going to have her hands full. So whoever it is that she needs to fight, you know, whether it's Raquel Pennington again or who, I don't even who else is in there. Uh, you got Aldana who just fought, who in the stand-up. That's not a good fight for her. Is going to light Misha up. You know, I, I look at Misha as she's, she actually looked better than this in this fight, though. She's like the female version of Jake Shields. Got a great ground game. I wouldn't and... go that far. Calm oh down yeah, come stuff. on. Dude. Let's Calm be down. Who, who, who have you ever seen her t- take out in the stand-up? Oh, I keep thinking. Keep well, thinking. I haven't. But I, but I, here, <laughs> I have. She hasn't fought in five years. I mean, yeah. 
You know nope. my brain doesn't work past yesterday. <laughs> so that's all I'm trying to, I just like, don't. I, I just look at okay. Let Let's take a look. You got like I said, you got Aldana. Okay, that would be a, a tough one. Juliana Pena. Uh, I like to see that fight. That would it wouldn't be bad because they're both grappling. Yeah. You know, oriented in the way they go about the fight, so it wouldn't be bad. You got Aspen Lad up there. I wouldn't mind seeing that fight either. Yeah, well, you know that would I if if Misha could get Aspen down, she'd have a chance in the fight. Mm -hmm. uh, in the stand-up, I don't think she'd do very well. Holly Holmes up there. Uh, Jermaine is up there. So she's not beating Jermaine. No. Yeah, that would, that would be, be a nasty fight. That would be an ugly. ugly fight. So I mean, there's there's the ones thing. up there. I don't want to take too much away. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say too much because this is her first it, fight. Absolutely, back in five you're years. absolutely right. And I feel like she's got plenty of room to grow. Boy, she's that hurts. This fight, huh? I, I got a pain right there when I said that. <laughs> oh man uh, it's so strange right when you have to finally agree with me which is, is normally which is most people don't realize this you agree with me a lot because <laughs> oh. i'm not i'm normally right a lot you but you're so just, wrong all the time no no i'm not wrong all the time <laughs> i have more people ask me how can one guy be so wrong all the time because i, I go, try to and be i tell wrong. him i go it's a gift <laughs> yeah it is i'm blessed i'm blessed <laughs> You know how I feel about those people with blessed tattoos. <laughs> I'm blessed. Um, no, really, it just like I, I don't want to take too much away from it because it is her first fight back. Good she point. Phenomenal. I thought she, she did. Phenomenal. She really good. She was in great shape. I thought her hand speed was a lot. I thought her hand speed was a little bit faster than when she left. I actually believe that's true. She was throwing straighter punches as well than when she left. Um, she had a couple good straight right hands that landed clean. I mean, she did some good stuff. I like. I would have liked to have seen her press the pace a little bit more with I her hands. I actually thought she looked more comfortable in range than she yeah. did in the past. Of course. Yeah. So I was like, I thought she did, which is a good thing. That's saying, all right, you know, she's starting to feel better in the standup because she put, she actually put herself into range without being in that position trying to pull out all the time. She was staying in that range, you know, looking, giving some head movement. I was like, all right. Yeah, so she's been working. You can see that she's been working at it. Yeah, I think also, too, I think it, that first round, she was really concerned to think about how well she'd be able to take a shot. Then after she took a couple hard shots, she started, okay, I'm, I can get in the pocket and start throwing. I don't need to be that concerned. I've already taken a couple hard shots. Okay, now I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. It was. It's always that first uh, one there, or two shots. You're there's like, always okay, apprehension because you don't gonna know. Hurt? Yeah, yeah, is, this, is it going to hurt? Is it is it all of a sudden just going to put me unconscious? Yeah, do do the, is it harder than I remember? <laughs> you know, like is this person hit harder than I would think? Like, there's a lot of questions that go through your mind. That's why when we were talking about on the Bellator card about you know Liz and um and uh, Lima Lane potentially fighting or when I fought Gil, like I'd already trained with them and she's trained with Liz and you know you're the person you're fighting. You know their so power. The, you know the power. You know the speed. You have the feeling out process has been done for years. So you can go in there and just let it all go because you already know what to expect. Yeah. You know, sure, you can get caught still, you know, but it's it's that feeling of like, hey, I already know. I, the feeling out process has been done. I don't yeah. have to worry about how fast that person is, what tricks they have up their sleeve, that type of stuff, you know, and you you know it. And so I think with Misha, it was kind of jumping back in there going, okay, maybe the, you know, fight pace is a lot faster than training pace and, you know, is she going to hit harder, you know, than I would, I remember being hit. Like those, those are all things that were going through her mind in that first round. Sure. And so I thought she did a great job. I, I thought, thought it was she great. Straighter punchers. Great at the end of the first round, just walking back to the corner. Eric Nixick is there. He says, Hey, welcome back. 
Yeah. How you feeling? <laughs> you uh, did a good job. You know, it's, it's the right way to do it. Just make her hey, feel like. I, eh. I'm more. I think for me, I'm more proud of the fact that she. Um, she has two kids. She's engaged now. She's got her life like kind of on the track that she wants to have it on, and this is her focus has been fighting now. Like, I think this is a, if you're going to come back and you're not too old, like she's 34, she still can make a little bit of a run. I'm not saying she's going to get to the title, but this is a great time for her to come back. So I want to wish her luck. Good stuff. Um, all right. The main event. Well, talk about your man. What'd you think? Um, I thought the nerves kind of got him a little bit in the first round. He's a little slowed off to the start. Um, even in going into the second, he was kind of a little bit slow. He's just got to pull the trigger on his hands yeah. and not just, not just the hands. He's got to go hands and then feet. Cause he's got a beautiful sneaky, um, head kick that he throws with that back leg. It's good. It's nasty. Good. He just doesn't, he's either boxing or he's kicking. There was never a punch, punch, kick or kick and then punch, punch. And I kind of hate that he throws that lazy little inside leg kick. It drives me nuts because I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of top guys. They get counter off of that when you get to the when you get to, when he gets to those yeah, upper guys. Yeah. I'm gonna say They're someone gonna, like you know Dustin Poirier would like rocket him with a yes. fucking straight left down the pipe. Michael Chandler, he's made a career off of waiting for you to throw something like that, and he just comes right down the pipe with a hard right, straight right hand. You know, and so those are the kind of things that make me a little bit nervous. I know it's good, you know, sometimes to faint it and then throw something off. But no, he still throws it and just kind of touches. Either throw it hard or just faint it and then throw something else. So the, the, there's little tweaks. And um, he just showed his his just his ability to just take people down when he wants. You know, I, th- I, I, I looked at it the same way as you. He showed how nervous he was. Yeah. Because it, he actually almost jumped into a bad position in a clinch he was up high nothing that he's ever you know been taught to do but he just he wanted to get to that clinch position so he could try to just feel what Thiago was like get a get an idea you know how strong is this guy what's it gonna be like and once he got into it it was like all right I'm gonna be okay you know and I think he settled down from that point but it, it was awkward you know the first three minutes of the round because he wasn't throwing a whole lot. He was cutting the cage off on him. He was doing that. But when he jumped into that clinch, it was like, that was weird. And it was well, weird there was a based bunch upon of times, the way he did it. There was a bunch of times where he, he has initiated the clinch and then he just backed himself up to the fence. Yeah. But yeah, I like, will give him credit even because he was going for a, you know, a tie plum at times, different things, but he was throwing effective knees inside yeah. You know, he was timing him right. He was getting his body in the right position and bringing the knee in. And it's not a knee that's going to put, you know, Thiago out, but it's a knee that makes him, sometimes it interrupts his breathing pattern, which is just one thing that starts to, you know, wear you out in the fight. So it was all good work by Islam. Yeah. No, I thought I thought everything he did was good. I loved how he had that lift. I believe it was one of the first takedowns he got. It was. It was the first one. He grabbed yeah. the body lock, he lifted, and then he high crossed it with his knee. So yep. he elevated with the he knee and then was able to up. twist yep. him off. Yeah, he twisted him off, took him to the center of the cage, uh-huh. and dropped him. I loved it. That was that was beautiful. Nice way to secure that 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 round. Um, my only complaint, like I said, like I said, hey guys, I'm splitting straws, and he's my friend, so it, maybe it sounds like I'm kind of being a homer, but in this situation, I'm not. I'm gonna kind of rag on him a little bit, and not in a bad way. It's more like 
I just want to see him tighten up a couple of those little things. Cause when you get to those upper group of those, that top five and that top four, it's going to be tough, you know, because they're not going to wait around. Like, like Moises did tonight. Look, they're not going to wait around. Let, they're going to, they're going to, let's just say this it. for what it is. Okay. Islam's good. He's not Khabib. No, he's not. He's no, not. But, and, well, but here's that, the thing. That, hold on. And it's the same thing that what the UFC was doing is they're trying to build him up that he's that next, he's the next guy. He's yeah, the yeah, one in line. He's the one that Khabib stepped down for so he could be the champion and all this stuff. Look, he's not Khabib. He's just not. He's not that. He's a he's a good fighter. I'm not saying he's not. He, he's, yeah. he's possibly even almost a great fighter. He's got great talent and skills. He just can't dominate a fighter the way that Khabib does. I, okay, so I'll disagree with you on that. He can. I think that it's a mental thing. He needs to get more confidence. He needs to be more active. He's not a very active fighter. You know, I mean, like he... Somewhat that's fought. not his fault. I'll give him that. No, Yeah, so sometimes it's not. But I, I think I think some of this, like, I think it's gonna, his confidence will begin to grow. Because him, I could tell when he was standing there and they were introducing him, he was nervous. Oh, yeah. He was nervous Just when he was walking out. the look on his face. Saw the He's, look. He, He's always when we're in the gym. He's always smiling. He's always kind of like, "Okay, come on, punk." You know, like yeah, he's just fun. He likes to be fun. He, but he didn't have that look really tonight. He kind of had that like, "Okay, this is my shot." This there was pressure. There'll be more. There'll be more main events. Um, the, I mean, the good thing was he got a finish tonight. You know, and but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be finishes like that. It's gonna be that smothering finish. You know where okay, and I and I think and I like I said. I believe that he is a way better submission guy than like Khabib is. He's someone that will hunt submissions down and he gets there and he's, he's hard. Like he almost had that arm bar. Had there been another five seconds or eight seconds on that? At least he went, I mean, for I mean at least he, yeah, went, he went, for went for it. That's the whole he thing. He had the arm leg was almost over the head. It, but... Yeah. I'm not saying he had it, but it I mean like, those are the positions that he normally, like mo- most fighters don't want to give up that position, but he's good off of those type of uh, scrambles also on those and uh, attacking those top positions. Him on top, and just like Khabib, they're nasty, but they're different. And I've said they've been different. The way that Khabib takes people down is different the way Islam takes them down. The yes. way that Islam ground and pounds is different the way that Khabib does. Yes, you big know? time difference. That's a big time difference in the ground and pound. Yeah. But the submission and the way he advances his positions in the grappling area, Islam is better than Khabib in, that, in those type of things. But I'm not going there. But Sorry. Here's the thing, though. We're also looking at I'm also looking at the levels of like, hey, we're comparing him to the Khabib that left the sport as the champion. That's not fair. You've got to compare him to the Khabib that was that Whoa, was fighting totally guys fair. like Pat Healy. It's totally no, it's fair not. because there's Khabib, <laughs> guy that is, I watched champion and there's Islam. And that's all Who's, I can compare because I, I no, I don't go back. To, I don't go back need, to when when Khabib first got into the UFC. Look at how like, many fights. Hold on, you need to go on, back to when he on. fought Pat Healy. When he how fought many Tiago, fights? Uh, how many fights did Khabib have in the UFC? Twelve, thirteen, something like that. Fourteen. Well, how many has Islam now had? Not, I don't really know. Not, not that many. Oh no! Come on, he's got he's he's got to be close to ten. No, I think he's I think he's only got eight. No, he's on a seven-fight win streak, now an eight-fight win streak. So a seven-fight win streak. And he lost the one, so that's nine fights. He he won one, lost one, and then he won seven. That's right. That's ten fights, just like I said. Look at that. Won one, lost one. Hold on. Pull it up, Dave. Seven. All right. Pull it up. Let's see. Won one, lost one, and seven. Okay, hold on. Seven. So we've got one, two, three. I thought I was the one bad at math. Ten. Ten. 
Thank you very so, much. So I said he won one of the last fights. One. What was the other fight? Okay. Where's the other fight? Ten, was there two before What do you that? mean, where's the other fight? He's on a seven-fight win streak. You're not only bad at math, you're bad at counting. Ten fights I don't, I don't in the UFC. I don't have it in front of me like so you do. So after ten fights, yes. is Islam as dominant as Khabib was at ten fights? How many, how many does Khabib, how many does Khabib say have? say no. No, I'm not going to say no. You have I'm not to gonna say because no. he's I not. Don't, I don't, John, I don't have to say no. Yes, no, you you're do. wrong. If you no, want to be right. No, you're wrong. You're I'm wrong. not wrong. I think the level of competition, like the, the guy that he fought tonight was better than the guys that Khabib fought. Oh, my God. Let's see. Okay, so. You, if, and in that Bob range. And, I can't see because Dave's putting white crap up and everything. <laughs> Whatever. Hold on. Go. Do his first well, 10 yes, fights. Or whatever. What was his 10th fight in the UFC? Khabib's 10th fight was, so that's one, two, three. So it was um, Ali Quinta. Oh, his championship <laughs> fight. Wait, you're going to tell me that Ali Quinta is as good as uh, Moyes? Well, I'm going to tell you that the guys he fought before that are better. <laughs> Wait, no, you can't not. No, we're talking about 10th fight. You pulled up no, no, the 10th no, fight. No, 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 no. I'm saying you guys pulled he up fought the 10th before fight. Before the guys before that, guys Who? before I can't. The I can't only help guy better that. than I can't that. Help the only the guy better than that was RDA. That is the only championship guy. fight that Ally Quinton was guy put better into the than last the guy minute. That, the, You're gonna no, sit there the and only, be ridiculous. He was supposed John, to fight Tony Ferguson. John, then he was supposed to fight Max Holloway. And they all got put out, so they John, do a last minute replacement. That's who you're going to say. Oh, it's this, the you got to compare those guy, dudes. Stop. The only guy, the Ridiculous. only guy that was better than Moises tonight was uh, was RDA. The only guy that Khabib fought ever that was better than him tonight was RDA. No. Yes. Absolutely. No. no. Who? No. Go down the list before that. Who else was on there that was better than him tonight? Let's see. Better Edson, than Moises Edson tonight. Barbosa was ranked ahead of. Wait, let's say that Mo- Moises was ranked what tonight? 14th, 15th? Uh, Somewhere was, in there? Yeah, 14. I think it was 14. Okay, so when Khabib fought Edson Barbosa, what was Edson Barbosa ranked? So you wait, you're you're comparing a 45-pounder to how good Moises is. No, he is. was a 55-pounder back then. I, I can't help I that agree. he dropped down in weight. But what I'm saying, you're trying to compare a smaller guy to the bigger guy, to, to someone who fights at 55. I'm talking about who's a better fighter. I think Moises is a better fighter. He's you're more crazy. well-rounded. He's got better submissions. You're he's got, crazy. He's got jujitsu. I mean, he's way. You're I think he's better. There and you're gonna. You want to put. You want to put that into. Effect. I think he's better. I think he's better. <laughs> My he's God. a better, more well-rounded fighter than, okay. than than Barboza. Where's the world? Where's the world champion that Islam fought? Who? That's what I'm asking. Who? Where's the world champion that he fought RDA? That was the only one he fought. Okay, there, right there's one. I said that already, John. Doesn't matter. I said Just he's like the said, only fighter that no, was, he's that not. was he's better. No, he's not the only fighter that's better. He was the only, you he take was the a only look better at the fighter. list of what is who no. Islam has fought. He's not fought the competition. I didn't, the Khabib I didn't say did. that. We were comparing 10 fights and 10 fights. You're right. That's right. And, and their I first said 10 the only guy to be fought better guy. fighters than Islam has. I said, but where we're at now, where we are at now, Islam's opponent tonight was better than what Khabib was fighting at that time outside of RDA. That was it. No, you're wrong. Yes. No, you're so wrong. It's okay to be wrong, though. It's okay. No, it's all right. Uh, we can agree to disagree that I'm right. It's perfect. Take a look at the list of who he's fought. I'm not... Jeez. John, no one, John, no one, in, no, no one's even up there, except at the very end, if you want to say, okay, a couple at the very end. It's not even close. Who's a couple at the very end? That, that, who is the tough... Who is the tough... Uh... 
guy that Islam fought two fights ago, I believe. The good, he was a real good wrestler. Drew Dober? No, no, that was, I, I don't. Oh, you're thinking yeah, Davi Ramos? Davi no, Ramos. Talk, no, it was like a Chechen game or like a. Oh, Armin. Armin? Sarukian? Yeah, Saryukian. He was yeah. good. That was a good fight. That was a really good fight. But he, he's a good fighter. He's yeah, a very he good fighter. I agree. Um, no, but I don't, I don't put, I don't, I don't put Dober on the level of, um, of, of Moyes or whatever tonight. I don't put him on that level either. I think, I think this guy beats him. I, I think I'm wrong. I would I think, agree. I think no, a, I, I, I would fight. agree with you on that. I think that Moises is better than Drew. But look, I think, okay. You can't compare you. If you compare just the names and the records of the people that they fought in their first 10, Khabib's is way better. I don't say that. It is. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Okay. I just think RDA. I think RDA is the only one. Outside of that, I mean, the rest of them were, they were good fighters. They were all good fighters. He beat Pat Healy. He beat Abel Trujillo. Mm -hmm. He beat, um, you know, he beat some good fighters. I'm not disagreeing with that. He beat Edson Barboza. He beat Michael Johnson. You know, he beat these guys. But Michael Johnson doesn't stand a chance against Islam. You know, um, Pat Healy doesn't stand a chance against Islam. Like, so does Michael Johnson stand a chance chance against Dustin Poirier? But he beat well, him. He already beat. He already beat him. That's the yeah. point. To sit there and say he doesn't stand a chance. That's crazy. <laughs> You're, <laughs> John. Every we already know everyone can beat anybody at any given. There you day. go. We've seen that. We've already seen that. But you're trying. We're trying to have a competition in terms of talking about what what the levels were. These, I'm just telling you, all the guys that could be fought, Islam would do the same exact thing to them. He would do the same exact thing to those guys. The only one that I think would probably have given him fits would have been RDA during well, that's, that time. That's who he called and, out, so we'll see how he does again. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if he's going to get that fight. Nah, I think that's the fight they probably want. They should. Yeah, they should. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Overall, though, I thought the, I thought the card was okay. You know, there was a couple good fights in there. Um the girl fight was good, though. What's her name? Lemos? Lemos? Yeah. Lemos? She Lemos? was good. Amanda Lemos? Yeah, Lemos. yeah she was good. She was I really thought good. it was good, man. Uh, overall. Yep. All right, guys. Hey, go to uh, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WAYNEIN, and uh, they give you a little extra spending cash, as well as you've got the NBA Finals coming up. I think the Bucks won tonight, so they're going to go to a game six, so you guys can put some money on that. So Who's going to win? They're up. Who's going to win? They're going back to Milwaukee, so I, I think know. the Bucks. I think the Bucks get it done. I don't know. Something's going on with Chris Paul, man. He's just not. He hasn't been the same. I think since the they they went back to to Milwaukee. Game, I think game three, something happened to him. He like wasn't feeling well or shoulder hurt or something like that. And then since then, he hasn't played very well. So they had some big turnovers late in the game uh, tonight, and uh, I was catching just some highlights from it. That was about it. But hey, I, I want I want uh, Giannis to win, man. I like to see the young guy. What what I like about him is that he didn't go anywhere to start his own team. He just stayed where he was in a small market, and he just said, "Hey, I signed a long term deal. Happen. If you want to, if you want to play, you want to be good, you want to come play with me. We're gonna win, try to win championships here." So I hope he gets it done. You know, I mean, I'd like to see CP3, uh, you know, Chris Paul get one, but I mean, when it talks, to, I want to talk about the young guys who decide to stick and stay in one area and, and try to win championships like the old guys used to do it. You need you know, to go on your. You need to go on my bookie and prove how much you want that to be. Happen. I want you honest. I just don't want to bet because I'll probably lose. Then <laughs> <It feels laughs> he'll probably lose. I want him to win the championship. Him. 
Because if he if he loses tomorrow, if ever he loses the next game, they're gonna have to go back to the Suns. And I'm like, ah, oof, oof. Ah. All right. Uh, what else, you guys? Uh, what Question: else? Did you watch the Charlo fight? I did not watch the Charlo fight. Was any good? I heard. Uh, I heard Charlo should have really lost. good. He should have. Well, I'm okay with the draw. I'm actually okay with the draw. Ended up being a okay. split draw, but one of the judges had Charlo winning 117-111. Not even close. Yeah, someone I, said that. Oh, I thought it was for the other guy winning 117-111. No. No, it's Charlo. Charlo? You look, you go. Got it. Now, Charlo but hurt people, him twice in the in, in the fight, I would say. Mm-hmm. But overall, man, he took a lot more shots. Yeah. A lot more shots. So he's Charlo's pretty good, man. He's I like damn the other good. guy. I like Tank. Um, Javante Davis. Javante Davis, man. I like. I just like watching him fight. I've like watching him fight since he was younger. He's good. All right. Um, let's get it. Let's get into the Bellator card. No, before we go to the Bellator card, I want to okay. talk about my favorite thing, my new thing, fume. <laughs> I got my fume right here. I love this damn thing. It's got the cores that you put in. They're all essential oils. If you go to fume, you can go to www.breathefume fume is f-u-m not f-u-m-e f-u-m.com slash weighing in you will get 10 percent off it's a natural way if you are a smoker to quit smoking quit that ugly habit use this you can use it anywhere there's no smoke there's no vapors there's nothing that's going to affect anybody else and it will be something that will help your cravings it will help you get healthy and it's something that's actually good for you. So I would say use the Conquer Cores if you are a smoker and you can naturally quit that nasty habit. And it's going to be a lot cheaper because smoking costs a lot of money and you don't want to do that stuff. So go again to Breathe Fume with the slash weighing in and get that 10% off. And you too can be as healthy as Josh Thompson is now that he uses Fume. I actually do. See, I actually have mine. There you go. You see it? Yeah. So I, I actually travel with it because I can use it inside the restaurants. I can use it on the plane. And uh, I do have this like, I have like an allergy kind of cough that I've developed over the years. I don't know if it's just because just of bad California. Health. Yeah, man, that's bad health. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because of California and the allergies we have here or if it's because I've got cauliflower in one nose and I've got a deviated septum in the other and I just can't breathe in and out. So this actually helps. You can get like the... It's almost like, uh, like you said, like the menthol. Almost yeah. like you're you, sucking well, on a... they got the peppermint. Um, they got the bubbly lime yeah. and stuff. I, I like that, but I love the peppermint. I like the Invigorate. They have one called Invigorate, Invigorate's and they have another one called Conquer, which is good as well. The Invigorate kind of like peps you up a little bit. Um, it's good, man. I mean, I've used it, and it's, it's casual. It's something that you can carry around with you. Most people don't like it, but check it out. It comes in a tube like this, so you put it in the tube, keeps the actual filter kind of uh, moist, yeah. so you just pop it back in, stays out of the way. Well, the best part, people ask me, the best part about these things is like, you know, I just got back from, you know, Mohegan Sun with you. I went there with one core, used it the entire time, four days that I was there, and then I just went and put a new one in. So it lasted, you know, a good four days of using it all the time. So if you put it back in the uh, container, it'll stay with you, and it doesn't, uh, doesn't kill your pocketbook. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad, man. It's actually helped me a lot with, like, I used to, like, clear my throat all the time, <clears throat> you know, so it's kind of helped me a little bit with that. I mean, ask John. I would always be yep. up, um, you know, doing the cage side stuff, always have lemon and honey with me just so I could keep my voice going. So, but this thing's actually helped quite a bit. So I'm going to keep using it and see how it goes. That's it. 
Use it, people. It's actually a really good product. I really like it. All right. Make sure you guys use that promo code as well for that additional 10% off. Yep. Um, all right. Let's jump into the Bellator card. All right. How far back are we going on that one now? Oh, I can't see it, so you tell me. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to go all the way to... You know what? I, I love... Charlie Campbell was the first fight. I got to say something about him. He went in there in his first fight in Bellator, and he fought at the last minute Nainona Dung, and he ate up Nainona's legs, got a win against someone that was a prospect for Bellator, looked really good, and he didn't get a contract. So he comes back on this fight, and again, he uh, he gets taken down by a good wrestler, but gets on his feet. He's got hard kicks. He landed some heavy shots. He ends up putting um, Nick Giulietti, Giletti, yeah, Nick Giletti out of the fight, gets his win, and then does a great promo. Was, yeah, I, I deserve a card. I deserve this. I want everyone. I'm putting everyone on notice. I was like, well, that's the way to get attention, the way to go, son. So I thought he looked really good. It was the second time that I've seen him uses kicks the guy's got hard kicks so yeah he must fun to watch once he backed his opponent up against the fence he was letting the hands go and then finishing with the kicks yep. and then his opponent went into, into that clammed up position and he was he just trying to practice yep. after that yeah so um good performance he actually i don't know if you heard him but he came over he was sitting in the center and he came over and he was yelling at me at the desk and i'm in the middle of my segment like we're in the middle of talking jen and i, and I hear him yelling here's someone yelling and we turn the lights off. We get done with our segment. And I turn back around and I look. He's like, hey, man, why won't you accept my friend request on Instagram? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I was like, really? Are you kidding me, bro? He's like, yeah. I will know. Accept my, accept my friend request. Yeah. I was like, I got you, brother. I got you. So good stuff, man. Yeah. Adil Benjelani had a great fight against Johnny Soto. Look, Adil's got great stand-up. This guy is so smooth and slick in the stand-up. Is wrestling has always been the problem. Guys trying to take him down. He had Bilal Muhammad in his corner. Bilal's been working with him. And I'm listening to what Bilal is saying at between the breaks. And he's saying exactly the right things. Because Benjelani is making basic mistakes. He's he's trying to get the underhook. He can't get the underhook. And his legs are splayed. And then he decides to bring a leg inside. To delete, which brings his legs together. And Johnny Soto grabs him and picks him up. And I'm looking at him going... It's just these little things that make the difference in being able to get that win or get that loss. But, you know, when people are watching this kind of fight, one thing I want to say is Adil Benjelani throughout the fight was trying to hurt Johnny Soto, trying to finish the fight. Johnny Soto was trying to take Adil Benjelani down. He was trying to control. And that's the reason that Adil Benjelani won the fight. He landed more shots, and he was trying to finish the fight while Soto was trying to control his opponent by taking him down and when he got him down wasn't able to do a lot with him so i thought it was the right call that uh benjelani got the win i thought so too yeah it's a good fight though all right don't even want to talk about uh the golfing asaragova fight yeah was not yeah. good no she just needs you like she has good wrestling like you kept saying Doesn't use it. the the, the broadcast She's got to use it, you know, yeah. and then that I, I've said this. I don't know how many times your wrestling helps set up your stand up. Tyrell fortune, same shit. Yep. Okay. Brian Bader, same shit. You guys, they, every fighter, if you have decent wrestling, use that to set up your, your kickboxing in your hands, you know, and use your hands to set up your wrestling, and your takedowns. You've got to learn how to work those two things together. It's called mixed martial arts. You got to mix everything together. 
Learn how to do one and lead into the other. Mix it fluidly into the next thing. And so I still see some fighters, even at the highest level, not able to do that. And so that's kind of that's that's what I'm seeing from her. I know she's only three and zero, four and zero now. I think four and zero, yeah, yeah, four and zero. But it wasn't a great performance, you know. And there was a good chance she was going to lose. Yeah. So uh, it was a split decision win, and it should have never been that close. No, that's exactly it. Saeed Soma got a knockout win quickly against Honey Marks. You got to look, and I know Honey did not uh, agree with the stoppage. He did go out. Yeah, he was out. out. So no, I think when he gets home, and he just didn't him, know. Yeah, he just didn't know that he went out. He, you know, yeah, he got hit two more times, clean, no hands up, nothing. Oh, yeah. He was he was out. He got well. He got knocked out, and he got knocked back into consciousness with the second one. So well, both of us, both of us like Ronnie Marks. We oh, both like him. him. He's, a, a, great he's guy. a nice guy. We see him throughout the week. He's you know great guy taking pictures with everyone. He's just a, he's a really fun guy. Yep. Um, but he just got caught. Yep. You know, he was slipping out to the right side and. And someone threw that left hand and boom, landed right on the button. He followed up quick, got heavy over the hips, and uh, was able to land two or three more shots after that. Ref jumped in. I thought it was a good job, great job by the ref. It was. It was a good stoppage. Good Johnny. Very rarely do we talk do we say positive things about refs. We, so I've, I've decided that I need to start pointing out the obvious now. When they do a good job, we gotta start letting people know, hey, you did a great job in this. That was fight. a good job. That was a good job. Johnny Eblin versus Travis Davis. That's the fight that started off the main card. I, th- I thought it was a good fight. I thought Travis Davis did exactly what he normally does. He goes out there to fight. He tries to, you know, make something happen. Sometimes he makes mistakes. Gets caught into bad positions. That happened to him a couple of times in the fight. But I thought that the, basically the fight IQ and just the experience now of being more calm in the fight, Johnny Eblen's going to be good. He's got good wrestling. He's got his stand-up is solid right now. He's got a Pretty goddamn good fight IQ for a guy that's now what eight or nine and zero. Yeah, I think he's nine and zero now. Yeah. Here's my thing though, John, with him. Is he too small for one eighty five? No, I don't think so. He looks a little small to me. Yeah, he's not a big guy. I know he doesn't. Have, I know he, no, you don't. You know, we're on the side right now. I think of not having to cut a lot of weight to make the fight. We get that. We understand that. He has. He's had great performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like. You put them with, you know, like the guys like Van Steenis, are, they're pretty big. Yeah. You know, Fabian Edwards, pretty big, you know. And, and the thing with Fabian, right, Fabian, had he fought Eblin, Eblin to me is more of a getting into the fence, kind of trying to lift you and take you down. Whereas Austin Vanifer, when he fought Fabian Edwards, was like shooting from far away and was turning the corner and making Fabian, he was just changing direction. Yeah. So Fabian had a hard time stuffing those takedowns. Yeah. I know Johnny's a top level wrestler as well, but he doesn't he doesn't doesn't have that explosiveness on the takedown that Austin Vanifer has. I would agree. And so I don't know if like a fight with John a fight with Fabian Edwards and Johnny Eblin, that's gonna be a harder fight for Johnny Eblin than it was for Austin Vanifer. And it was still kind of a hard fight for Austin Vanifer. I know he dominated the position and stuff like that, positions in the takedowns. But I think with with uh Eblin, it's gonna be a little bit harder because Fabian's gonna be bigger than him as well. Um, Vanstinus will be a hard fight for him, but I think there's a good chance Vanstinus will give up takedowns because he feels very comfortable off his back. You know, so I, it makes it makes for an interesting mix in this whole conversation. I think Austin's probably going to be next after Salter because Salter and and, and Gegard are fighting. I don't think Vanstinus is trying to make that run right now because Gegard is there. No, that's his teammate. That's his teammate. But then you run into the same problem, Eblin and Vanderford. Okay, so 
True. You know, I, I don't want to get too far ahead because this is kind of what happened a long time ago and um, with myself is I was like here, you know, we had Gray Manor was right there with us. And then we had Khabib kind of making his run. I think he was like just broke the top 10. And everyone's like, hey, you guys are all in the top 10. You know what happens? If you guys have to fight each other. Well, shit, none of it panned out where any of us got a fucking title shot except for Khabib fucking five years later. You know what I mean? So I don't want to get too far ahead when you're talking about, oh, this teammate may have to fight this teammate. It doesn't always work out that way. You know, I mean, Austin could go up and end up fighting. He may have to fight Salter. He may have to fight Gegard. But either way, he could lose. And that puts him out of the running probably. And then Eblen can slide in or vice versa. If he does win, then maybe Eblen just plays the gatekeeper for a little bit until they figure out how they're going to approach that that scenario and situation. Maybe Austin wins and then loses his next one. You never know. So um, there's no reason to start pitting them against each other right off the bat. But it does make for a fun mix of that 185-pound division because we haven't had anything fresh there for a while. And right now we've got a lot of fresh things going on there that I really like with, um, you know, with uh, Eblin, Rasta, Vanderford. They're all three teammates, which is a little scary because they're going to have to fight each other. Yeah. But then you've got Van Steenis and you've got Fabian Edwards and you've got Shipman and you've got, you know, Salter. You've got a good group of fighters that are there, the younger ones that are now coming up. You know, Salter being a little bit older, you know, and Gagar getting a little bit older as well. But um, but you've got a younger group that's in there, that Fabian and Vancinas and Vanderford and Eblin, man. I'm I'm looking forward to all so that. So what did you think of Eblin's call out of Charlie Ward? Look, they're all gonna do it. <laughs> Romero Cotton called him out too. They all want to fight Charlie Ward. I know. But it's the guys that can wrestle that want to fight him. It's not the guys exactly. that want to stand up and fight. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, and Charlie's, he don't get the respect he deserves. I mean, people just think like, uh, he's just a, he's a brawler, which he's he is. A, he is a brawler. But, but he's going to be the, he's a brawler that's in front of you in third round, still trying to fight you. Yep. You still trying I mean? to push so, your head. Yeah. Through his fist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look, um, yeah, he, he needs to work on his wrestling, but I don't think he's gonna, no, you know, I don't think it's going to change. He no, he's going to he keep being. And, and he's just tough. Yeah, he's going to keep being who he is. And, uh, you know, and that's the way he wants to fight. Yeah. Let him fight. But, I mean, it's the wrestlers, man. But the thing is, there's a lot of stacked wrestlers right now in that division. You know, you've got, like you said, you got Eblen, you've got Rossa, you've got Vanderford, you've got um, Salter, you know, Gegard's no slouch either. Romero and I've Cotton. heard that Le- I've heard Lovato Jr. is possibly coming back. What? Yeah, so he's been training. He's been training. I guess he got clearance from the doctor. I don't know if Bellator's going to take a chance, but he got the clearance for him to go ahead and uh, potentially fight again. Right. So I would love to see case, that. I, I hate when a guy has done so much to get himself to a certain point, has done so well, and then yeah. it's just taken from him. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, because he had, remember his fight with Salter, he was losing that whole fight, and then he finally got Salter's back in the third round and then choked him unco- or choked uh-huh. him. Finished him. Finished so I mean, him. look, there's a lot of there's his a lot fight, of good his fight against Gegard Mousasi was a great fight. Yeah, and it showed it a ton of as far as heart because he dominated Gegard in the, the first, first couple rounds. rounds. That third round was a nasty round for him, though. Yeah. Fourth round was a nasty round, and he came out and did exactly what he had to do in the fifth round. You got to give him credit, man. Yeah. So I would love to see him back. But, yeah, I think the end of that third round. Don't do it. You could have made a case for the doctor stopping it. John's drinking his monster every time I do Every time you, <laughs> you got to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I should have had him on. Arlene Blanco also. had a beautiful knockout win of Diana yes. Silva. I thought she, uh, the one thing I love about Arlene is she throws, for the most part, straight punches. 
straight down the middle, doesn't not a lot of excessive movement, doesn't do any kind of fancy stuff, just is very systematic. Her wrestling's got it way better. Silva multiple times tried to take her down. That didn't happen, so she looked really good. And you know, her, her having a full camp at Jackson Wink, it shows that yeah, that's something that's making her better. So, yeah, I, I I felt like it was it was weird. She fought Cyborg and she looked at leaner, and I thought like, okay, she's ready to fight. But I think really what happened was because of COVID and she had to do her camp in Australia. She was stuck really just doing a lot of running and a lot of stuff like on her own kind of situation. Sure, she had a good camp in there with Volk and those guys. Um, but it wasn't the same type of camp she would have got with all the females over at Jackson Wink. Yep. And so you saw just uh she was on tar she was on she was on point in every aspect of that fight against Diana Silva. Silva hit, was trying to touch her in certain areas. Sure she landed some clean shots here and there, but um but Arlene was on point, man. She just she was touching her up with the boxing. She was mixing in some of the wrestling, a little bit of the kicks as well. She was gritty in the inside the clinch areas as well. I mean, she does some good stuff. So great, great job and great finish for her. Yep. Then we had CJ Hamilton against Mateus Mato. I thought, you know, Mateus just showed. You know, he's he's in that upper level in the Bantamweights. He's strong, he he's fast, he's uh He's resilient. You know, CJ CJ was trying to be all over the place, trying to elude him with movement and get a little flashy and just walked him down, you know, made him fight the fight that he wanted and put him away. So I thought he, I thought he made a great statement. If uh, Bellator is going to do that Bantamweight uh, Grand Prix, mm -hmm. he just put his name there that, oh, yeah, you, you have to make me part of it. So Yeah, I mean, John, I'm looking at I know we've got a stacked Bantamweight division. But I'm looking at that Bantamweight division, and I'm thinking to myself, he's probably number two or number three. Not Sorry, he's probably number three or number four right now in that Bantamweight division. Just a, if I was, yeah, no. he's you lost I, I your mind? Put, no, I mean, right, <laughs> right now you have Pettis as the champion, but I mean, I'd pipe, yeah. like he's going to end up fighting Magomedov, I think, next, correct? Or no, Magomedov's fighting no. Stotts. Stotts. And so then you, you got, got Magomed, Magomedov fighting Stotts. And you then know? you got so, Archuleta. And you got Archuleta, and you've got James Gallagher, and yep. you've got, you know. Um, you know, you've got Patchy Mix. Yep. Can't forget him. You know, um, there's there's some good fighters in that whole brand. You, know, you can also there. go with his teammate Higo. You know, oh, for sure, Higo, no doubt. You know. No doubt. But he's he got to make weight. Well. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, man. That's the biggest problem. I mean, um, so him and then you know, and Matos. I think my like, look, Matos only has two losses. His two losses are one is to Magomed Magomedov, and the other one's to Peter Yan. Yep. Two losses. You know, and he he had he had his he had some pretty good moments during the Peter Yan fight as well. He had some good moments against the Mag Magomed Magomedov fight as well. Yep. Remember, he dropped Magomedov in the very first exchange that they had. You know, and he tried to jump to the back and he couldn't get there, and he ended up losing it. And then the rest of the round, he spent on his back. <laughs> you know, but uh, he did, but he did some good stuff throughout that fight. You know, so yeah. I, I think I think he's up there in that top upper echelon of fighters. Yeah, he is. So, There's no doubt about it. He's good. Yeah, I can't wait to watch him fight again. He's a, great, All right. he's a slinger. Let's hear you. Let's hear your uh, expert opinions since you know about this kind of stuff very well. So I'm going to pull you. Oh, my judging, my no, judging, because no, you're I a help horrible break. judge. I'm not talking about your judging. Well, I fucking help. You're a headbutt expert or a clash of <laughs> oh, heads we're expert. Oh, Matt Mitrione. Matt Mitrione. 
That Mitrione has yeah. got the worst luck of anybody. Yeah, we can't rely on you to be in the proper place for headbutt. So let go ahead and let me take charge here. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm letting you go, baby. Come on. Um. Well, a, a discussion that you and I had is that he dipped into it, okay, he and he helped cause the headbutt, which he did, yeah. okay. Um. But even so, shouldn't the ref have stopped it and said, "Hey, if it he was saw. a headbutt, yes. it's a clash of heads. Yeah. We need to give both fighters because his opponent, Tyrell Fortune, could have been damaged also." Yeah. You don't know the situation. Both right. of them could have been damaged. Right. You know, Matt goes down. But the same type of thing happened when he fought Tim Johnson. He clashed heads, got put to his ass. But, John, this is my problem, though. The The ref the ref didn't see it. And it needs. I, I feel like there needs to be a ref on the side saying, hey, that was a headbutt. You need to stop the action. I don't know. Because in the situations where, like for myself, when, when you miss the headbutt, like, I'm looking going like, hey, are you going to stop this or are you not? I no, just got to get up. You, you were keep... popping right back up. You didn't you take that time keep... to think. I did look at you, John. I did look at you. <laughs> you didn't John. even know where I was at. I looked at you. I just I just knew you weren't where you were supposed to be. There you go. There you go. See, you're trying to That's stand. where I knew. Uh. So, um, no, I just, I, they're, I, I don't know. I feel like for a fighter, they're going to just keep fighting because they don't want to get punched. They don't want to get blasted. So it's a, well, it's a shitty situation for the fighter to be in. Sure it is. But you know, there you know, you can go back and you look. If, go back to um, Mo Law fought Seth Petrozelli in Bellator. Yeah, and uh, they had a exchange where they both came in and their heads clashed, and Seth Petrozelli went down, and Mo Mo Law went to finish him, and I stopped it, and he thought he won the fight, and I said, "That's the time to get to your corner," and it's because their heads clashed. It wasn't intentional on either guy, but. And I gave Seth Petrozelli all you know time to clear his head out, let the doctor look at him, do all that stuff. If you see it, but if you're not sure, you can't stop it. Yeah. And that's the problem is you've got to be sure. You got to be sure of what you see. And Dan and that he didn't see it. Now here here was the problem. You know Matt Mitrione is calling out, "That's a headbutt!" That's, and he starts screaming, "It's a headbutt!" While he's supposed to be fighting, and yeah. it's like. No referee is going to listen to what the fighter's saying because I hate to say it, fighters lie all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can't sit there and take their word for it, even though Matt's right. There was a clash of heads. It was unintentional. And he actually was the one that created the clash by trying to lower his level on the takedown that Tyrell Fortune was doing. So it's an unfortunate you know, set of circumstances. But yeah, if... if uh, Dan Margulotta had seen it, he could have stopped it and given Matt Mitrione time. But didn't happen. But when when do we start putting like a, a ref on the outside that's watching the replay and just been like, hey, hey it needs to be stopped? Like, you there, know, there, there is young. that. There is that now. So why didn't we utilize that? Because they don't have it at the Mohegan Sun. Uh, that's something that, in fact, we were trying to put in in the unified rules this year, but you know, you got to figure with COVID and everything that's happened. The ones that has utilized it the, is the state of Nevada. Uh, they have it. It's called the replay official, the RO. They have someone sitting there with monitors and stuff. They have a lighting system. So if there is something for the, the referee to know about, they'll actually put up this light. And so they know hey, there's a, there's a question on something and there's certain signals that they'll use to, Hey, you need to stop the fight now. Or you you need to consider this at the break. So there is something. So you're kind of right. 
Yeah, I, I would just like, I mean, there's there's just got to be something where, hey, the outside guy sees it and just can say, hey, he needs to yell in or maybe the ref has an earpiece. I don't know, something. And yeah. just say, hey, th- that was a headbutt. Hey, that was an eye poke. Yeah, because it's gotta the, the be, it's got to be able to happen. That the whole fast. thing you're trying to do is get it right. Get it right for yeah. the fighters. Yep. You know, it's like the it's like the the fight that happened tonight with the UFC. It would have been a shame if the referee stopped the, you know, Daniel Rodriguez fight because Preston acted like he got poked in the eye, even though it was a punch. And so, but the, you know, these things happen fast, and to sit there and say, "Oh, you should have seen it," and it's not that easy to see. Yeah. You know, it's, you try to put yourself in the right place, but sometimes even if you're in the right place, something happens, you know, on the ops offside or something, this can happen. You know, it's tough. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's human. Is that your way of saying that you've messed up a bunch of times? We get it. We no, the, you, don't the to, one, you don't have to try to. Validate the one thing that. I know is <laughs> if I could do it all over again uh, in your fight, I would tell him to would do, do it again. Would, I would just would, tell him to do it twice. You would have said, like, go ahead, just get up. We'll just <laughs> keep headbutting them. Oh, for man. you, for you in this fight, headbutts are legal. Go ahead. I see how this works. I see how this works. Um, all right. I, well, let's talk. Let's go into the main event. Let's go. Talk to me. What did you think? Uh, okay. So you and I had it scored differently. Yeah. Um, I had Denise winning the fight, but yeah. I thought it was close. It I'm was not mad close. at it either way. It was close. I would, I would have liked it either way. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had Denise winning one, two, and five. Yeah. I had her losing three and four. Yeah. Um, I, but like I said, the toss was the second round. That was, that I was the Denise, round. Yeah. I thought Denise won the, the first and I thought for sure she won the first and the fifth. And I thought for sure that uh, Juliana won the third and the fourth for sure. She did. It was the second round that was the clear, the one that just was could have teeter tottered either way. And uh, you know, the judging in at Mohegan Sun decided to go with the champ. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's just one of those like when you're you really are splitting hairs when it comes to like what did you count more in that one round? You know what I mean? And uh, and I think because the damage started to come on in that second round, you know, the nose started to trickle a little bit of blood, and the eye kind of started to I swell was a tiny up. bit. Yeah, I just I can't. I don't always look at those things. I know that's considered damage, John. Like you say, hey, it's based off of damage. Yep. But if I was to do, if I was to score fights like that, then Dan Henderson would have beat Bisbing for the no, title. Then no, and, and let me explain why. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but you can look at the Bisping, and you're talking about the second Bisping Henderson fight the, for the title yeah, when yeah. Bisping had won the title from Luke Rockhold. Bisping got blitzed by Dan in the first round and got beat up in the second round too. And then all this damage is on his face. He's cut, he's swollen, but in the third round, nothing happened to him. Nothing changed in the fourth round. Nothing happened to him. Nothing because he was winning those because Dan was exhausted and Dan was just getting his way through those rounds and was losing those rounds based upon volume that, Mike is putting out there all the damage that happened to Michael in that fight are rounds that Dan won. Dan won those rounds just because the damage damage isn't going to go away in the rounds that he's, he's losing. So all the damage that was put on him, Dan won those rounds. Hmm. You kind of, kind of remember it, see it that way. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying, but like, there wasn't like a ton of damage done by Juliana. There was, it, it was like, it was a cumulative. It was, she kept hitting the jab. She kept hitting the jab. Yeah. I didn't look at the jab being as something that was sure it was causing her eye to swell, 
But it wasn't like the shots that Denise was landing on Juliana. Like the shots lot, that Denise, even though of, it didn't mark her up, a lot of those shots, her head back. A lot of the shots that Denise threw weren't hitting what we call a legal target as far as it was bouncing off of her shoulder. It was going off of her arm. You know, it, it you know, glanced off the top of her head. It wasn't what we call a scoring blow. She threw. She threw a lot. You know, and she was she was putting a lot of pressure on her, and that's where a lot of people she was going forward the whole time. It doesn't matter if she's going forward. It matters how well is she scoring. And that's what they're looking at. And and I, I looked at the second round and I thought the big difference was Juliana started landing that jab. She had a you know, stiff right hand that just kept popping Denise and that was the most effective blows in that round and that's why I gave it to Juliana in the second but it was close and I, and I mm. you know I that that's one of those fights where I hate when either one of them lose I thought yeah. Denise had a, a good enough performance she could have won she really put everything she had into it and Juliana as the champion she had a good enough she, she didn't deserve to lose her title so it is what it is. Yeah. Tough fight to call. I think if you're a judge for sure, but, um, you know, but I thought, I thought, I thought I got to tip my hat to both ladies. They did a wonderful job of fighting. They threw their, they, they threw down, um, Juliana though, to me, she had to get the first title defense out of the way. Now it's out of the way. I want to see her open up more. Yep. I she's agree. Too damn. She's too damn good. Conservative to fight. Conservative fights like this. Yep. Can't have you this way. And this, look, I'm going to go back to the main event tonight. Also too, with the, the UFC is on Makachev. Okay. Too good. He's too damn good to be conserving himself like that. You've got to go out there and let it go, bud. Okay. I mean, especially cause I know how good he is, you know, yeah. and we know how good Juliana Velasquez is the two of them. They cannot afford to have performances like this, like they have been having, if you want to continue to be main events. Well, it's, 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 it's not only continue to be main events. This is what, when you put on a great performance, people are captivated by it, and then they want to watch yeah. you again. And so that next fight, you do it again, you not only keep all those people that saw it the first time and now are really happy they saw it again, and they're definitely never going to miss anything you do, you, just, you brought more of them in. And you have a couple of those performances. You know, this is like, you know, it's the Connor effect. You know, when Connor came in to the UFC, you know, he fought Marcus Brimage. He had a, that was a good, clean knockout. Now, not that Marcus Brimage was the greatest opponent in the world, but he was a solid fighter. And, you know, Connor got rid of him. And then Connor fought Max Holloway next. And he got a win. And it was a good fight. And everyone now knows how good Max is. And, you take a look, but it was then he you know went on that little run and he beat Diego Brandao after he had the knee surgery, and blitzed him and then you know got through Severs, got through Poirier, got through everybody, and just kept on having these great performances, and it just builds. And if you can put it out there and do it, it's you've got to say I I need to finish. If you're the champion, you you got to be working towards finishing your opponent. Yeah, that's the way I look. Yeah, I agree. Look, I think Islam, he's a hunter. He's someone that when he gets to the ground, he'll start hunting for the submissions. He's not someone that's said, like, that's the but thing with Khabib. he's not that confident being on his feet. No, he's not. He's He needs to, like, let it go more. And I know he should be a lot more confident because he's good on the feet. He's fluid, too, when he puts it together. But he just wasn't putting together tonight. I think that was the nerves. You know, and I see that a little bit with Juliana Velasquez, too. Like her, she throws her hands, but she throws ones and twos. Where's the three and the four? 
I it's agree. the threes and the fours are the ones that land. Those are the ones that they don't see, and, and those, those are the, the ones, ones that, that hurt. hurt. Yep. Those are the ones that hurt because you don't see them coming because you're too busy trying to play defense yep. to stop one and two. Yep. And so that's that's the only thing. And I think, like I said, if you're going to continue to try and be a main event fighter, like, there's nothing worse than being a champion and having to be the co-main event. It feels, it feels, it's like, it, it's just like that. It's like a little degrading kind of like, God, I'm the champ and here I'm not even main eventing. You've got somebody else who's a champion and it's main eventing over me. I mean, they're trying to build you up, but I mean, she's, she's going to have to make sure that she has a more, I know she's been dominant, but she needs to make sure that she's going out there and putting these, putting these other females away. Yeah. You know, and I think she has the ability to do it, but she, she hasn't looked, she hasn't looked great. She's, so I'm hoping that, hoping yeah. now that she gets through this with, after having her first title offense, the pressure's done. Okay. Now look, I'm just going to be keep fighting the number one contenders and get them out of here. She's physically strong. Yeah, she is. She's big. She's tough. She's big for the way. She's tall, big, yep. long, lanky, all those things. Yep, I agree. Uh, all right, Dave. Um, let's jump into some news, buddy. What else you got? You got any news for us today or no? Yep. So there's um, always news. Yep. So the news came out of um Conor McGregor releasing images that he uh the Nevada State Athletic Commission knew about uh, the injury yeah. before the fight, and he can release those images. And then NSAC came out and said that, that that's not true. <clears throat> they didn't know. Did you think they were going to say they did? <laughs> God. Are you hold fucking it, kidding hold me? Hold it. Here, no, it's real simple. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to when you were fighting. Did you fill out a form, a medical form for the commission? Yeah. Every really? Time. How many times did you say you were injured when you were? Oh, no, no, no. Never? No. Okay. So it says it says no to all. <laughs> no to like, all. Okay. Check that box. And so this is you know, this is the whole part. This is why I laugh at you know. When Connor came out and said all this stuff and said, Oh, you know, ask Dana White, ask Dr. Davidson. And okay, now I know Dr. Davidson. He's a great guy. And uh used to work with the Nevada State Athletic Commission and then he basically left that to go work for the UFC as their main physician for their fighters so when something happens he's the guy that you know the fighters call he's the guy that'll you know check on him there's other guys that work in that same position but he's the head guy and what connor is doing by saying that is saying this doctor knew that i had a stress fracture and, and let me fight so he's hanging dr davison out he's hanging dana white as the promoter out you know he's not thinking about those things while he's saying it but that's what he's doing. And then what the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission is doing is saying, really? Well, here is your medical form that you filled out, and it says no to all, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So, you know, you're the one that's said no, because if you're a doctor with the Athletic Commission, you're going to do a physical on the fighters to a point. You remember the doctor coming in, and they'll sit there, and they'll grab your hands and do things. Because they have to try to find something. Because every fighter has never been injured in their life when they go into that, you know, physical with the ringside physician. Is you know, you know, you have any injuries during training? Nope. You know, you, how's your hands? Did you have any pains? Nope. You know, feet are good. And you, nope, got no problems at all. Your knees are good. Yep. Nope, no problems at all. How about here on your ribs? Nope, got no problems. You know, that's all you hear from the fighters. Because. If I say yes and this guy doesn't let me fight, I don't get paid. Yep. So every fighter is just, you know, they're the healthiest they've ever been in their life at that moment, just like Connor was. 
And so for him to come out later and say that, it's like, you know, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying he didn't have problems with his ankle, uh, before the fight. Maybe he did. Uh, but every fighter, every fighter's got problems going into a fight. Yeah. They could have all been old old photos too of him wrapping his ankles. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound like a, you know, but like, you know, many times I've kicked someone's foot. You know, or kick someone's elbow with my foot, or right above my, you know, at the then, instep, and put an a- ice bag over it for the. Yeah, I got to put an ice bag over. I'm gonna wrap it up. I mean, every, you know, you go home and do that. People take pictures. I have pictures. You know, of some a couple fights I had to pull out of because I had like a softball size on the top of my foot after kicking someone's elbow. Well, the the best one is I don't know if you heard Connor also he talked about. Uh, now he's got a titanium rod in his leg. Is what it's he said, right? And he's he goes, I got, I have a. T-, he goes. I have a Titanic. Now when I kick people, now watch what happens. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch oh. what happens because I guarantee you it's going to hurt you a whole lot more than it fuck hurts them. Yes. <laughs> it's going to fucking kill oh, you. Oh, it's horrible. I've got a titanium plate on my ankle, my left ankle with Just nine Just kicking screws. a bag. And Yep. If you kick the bag the wrong way, that shit hurts. Yep. It hurts bad. There's no yep. flexibility either in your foot. In your ankle, there's gonna be no flexibility because that those screws and that plate don't hold. move. Yep, they fucking hold it. So when you think your foot's gonna flex and that bent and that boat that bone's gonna bend at all, or it doesn't do it anymore. That titanium yep. rod keeps it there. That titanium Jeez, rod man. hurts. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> the worst part is my screws are on the outside, right on my ankle. So if I kick and if I was to hit your elbow at all, uh, I it would fucking cripple me. You'll cry. Yeah, it just yeah, it automatically almost drops me. Even with the shin guard on, it fucking oh. hurts. That's yeah. After after the after the first gill fight, man, I broke my ankle and had to have screws and plates put in. I can never, I never really kick to the body that much anymore on that side. Did you see I'm the so video? Afraid of kicking the elbow. Did you watch the video of him talking about it? Like <clears throat> he sold me on his next fight already. The way he talked yeah. about it. He's like, yeah, but you watched like WWE Arnie and Terminator too. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so super, awesome. super easy. He's <laughs> Terminator, yeah. It's super easy for just, people to say just wait until, wait until he starts working out on it the first couple times. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not going to feel good. Yeah, he's not going to be able to kick um, as much on that, with that foot. So uh, the last piece of news is kind of like Dustin Poirier. It's two, two pieces, but it's all around him. So Nate Diaz came out after the fight and said, 185 pounds pull up to Dustin Poirier. And then Dustin said, I'd touch you up at any weight. So Nate Diaz wants a fight with Dustin at 185, apparently. I mean, honestly, if Dustin doesn't care about the title, just just chase all the money fights. I mean, he's going to make more money fight. He's going to make more money fighting Nate than he will fighting Charles Oliver for the title. Mm, you're probably right. Yeah. But over the long term, wrong. Yes, of course. If he if he beats Charles, yes, there's a good chance that he will make more money for the defense of that title. Yes, you know? and, and, but and I think first off, let, let's just take a look at this. Great, you know, I'm all about Nate trying to pick his fights, and that's great. And whatever weight doesn't matter to me. It's like go ahead. But why are you picking a guy that was a featherweight that has now been fighting at lightweight, has never ever gone up to welterweight, and you're saying let's meet at 185 when 170 is a pretty easy weight for Nate to make. So why would it be at 185? What's the what, what's the deal with that one now? I don't know. Just let it happen. 
<laughs> just care. let it happen. John, just let it happen. D- Dustin needs to just go fight Charles. I mean, if he loses, then the Nate fight goes away. Why? It's not like Nate's got a winning record. Well, yeah, but Nate, last couple fight, fights. Nate doesn't fight anybody off of a loss. If <laughs> <laughs> fight anybody that will make money. Yeah, he uh, will. But normally those people aren't coming off losses. Uh, all right, what do you what do you think about? Did you see that Jake Paul had a piece of jewelry made? Yeah, called Sleepy McGregor. Yeah, and he he gave he sent a hundred thousand dollar piece of jewelry. He sent it to Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I love that. I'm sorry, I think it's great. I think. Um, Damn it! Nah, I got it. I think wow. that's uh that's you know Jake Paul's way of getting under uh Daniel's skin and connor's skin and i mean jay came out and said some stuff too he's like he's like why would i fight connor mcgregor he's like he needs me more than i need him now i mean <laughs> uh it's uh, who knows by the time he's ready to come back that might be the truth you know if jake if jake dispatches tyrone woodley and then he fights somebody else who has a little bit higher ranking than that or has a little bit more skill in terms of boxing on the feet i mean he may he may i mean he may be uh you know, Connor may need him more than uh, Jake needs him. So uh, I just like the fact that you know Dustin's going to raffle that thing off for his charity, and yep, that's a good thing. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, it makes over hundred grand for it. Yeah, we'll see. Someone will pay money for it. Won't be me. Jay, what else <laughs> you got? That's it for news. That's it. That's all you got for us tonight. That's it for news. Yeah, I mean, jeez, not... buddy, yeah. jeez. You have any fan questions? No Nothing. Fan questions Nothing. Nothing. Man. Here, here's the fan question. I, I keep on getting asked this, and I'm going to answer it for everyone again because I've only answered it 8 million times. Oh, you know what? I might have one in my People are asking time. questions about 12 to 6 elbows. When Dustin Poirier was on top of Connor and Connor was elbowing Dustin to the top of the head, is then that a 12 to 6 illegal elbow? For everyone out there, no, it's not 12 to 6. If he's on his back, it would be 3 to 9 or 9 to 3. Okay, 12 to 6 was just something that I came up with so people could have an image of you cannot take your hand, put it straight up, and bring your elbow straight down from the sky to the ground. Okay, because I had never seen a place that had a clock that wasn't on the wall I never saw one that had one on the ceiling. Then all of a sudden, people come up with this idea that there could be clocks on the ceiling. There's no clocks on ceilings. So when you are on your back, the only elbow you know, strike that you're throwing when you're doing something from guard is usually that 3 to 9, 9 to 3. That is a legal elbow strike as long as it lands in a legal area. There, that answered that. Yes, it did. Yeah, because people were asking to, what it is. They're like, "Hey, what about like when you're on the on the ground? I run my elbow along from here to here against your your ear." I I said, "Is is that twelve to six? Like, yeah, if the clock's laying down. No, 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 twelve to six, twelve oh, to six. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Look well, at a clock. I thought it was when I when I came up with it, but obviously I have confused the hell out of everybody. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, we hopefully you hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Um, both of us are a little tired, probably little tired. a little grumpy, but you could tell in some oh, of our exchanges tonight. Grumpy. Yeah, man, I was very grumpy tonight. <laughs> 
Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed the show and hit the subscribe button down below in the YouTube channel. Also go to our YouTube shorts channel, Wayne in shorts or Wayne in clips. Hit that. The link is also down below in our main channel. You can just click on there. It goes, takes you right there. Hit the subscribe button there as well. And the notifications there, John and I, um, Monday, is it Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, we'll be filming another show specifically for that one. Uh, it is called Wayne Interjection, and you guys hopefully will enjoy it. It's a short little 15-minute show, just fun stuff and uh, that we come up with and we think in headlines and topics that we want to talk about. So hopefully get you guys more interested into our Clips and Shorts channel. So check it out. Hit the subscribe button there. That channel or that show will only be on that channel there. Okay, we will not have any of that on this channel. So make sure you guys subscribe over there. And you guys can watch it on that side as well. It's going to be a fun little show. Also, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne In. Use the promo code and still and pick up uh, one of our shirts, man. We've got plenty of shirts coming out. I also have some new artwork done by a friend of mine, uh, John Wayshank, who's a, an amazing artist. He's made John us and John and I into like these superheroes. You know, John with the big that's not hard. That's the, not hard to do, Josh. For me, anyways. For, yeah, for me. Whoa. <laughs> I was going both of us, and you had to freaking oh, go one way. I had to get you. I had You're like you a one-way road, dude. The way you and Sean Grandy were taking pokes at me all night, I never had a chance to get back at you guys. I was so mad. Oh, that- Every time we got kicked back to us, it was I was so frustrated. <laughs> we had to roll to some damn boxing commercial or some promo, and then by then, the moment was gone. I was like, it's just going to sound stupid if I say it now. So I had to let it go. I wanted to like say, Nordy, can you put me into a three? Can you put me into a two box and let me just talk trash back real quick? But I don't know if Coker would have appreciated that. <laughs> Here we are on, on uh, Showtime TV doing that. Uh, but it was, great. it was fun. I had a great time. So know. go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in, use the promo code and still give you 20% off on any of our shirts that are available there. We will be making a new shirt once the artwork is done on this one. It's really cool, really dope. I'm going to – I posted it up on my Instagram story. I also put it up on my Twitter. It's awesome. It looks really good. So check it out. You guys can check it out there. Um, Dave, do we have anything else? I don't have anything else. Nothing John? else? Okay. Boy. What you got? That is just horrible. I, you know, there was I, – I did have another question and it's for everyone. Uh, the question was something about uh, Dan, and I, I don't. I'm going to say this name. You know, Dan Letabard is oh, Dan Lebetard. 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 Okay. He yeah. Had, someone asked me about the ESPN thing he did with, with uh, Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, that's okay. I got asked the same question. What? And, what? Okay. So, what was it about? I heard that. I heard Ariel went hard in the paint against ESPN. Is that what he did? Yeah, from what I understand, Dave, can you pull that up? Mm. Because I have no, you know, when you ask me, hey, what did you think about what uh, Ariel said on the Dan Levitard or whatever? Yeah, Dan Levitard show. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't watch the Dan Levitard show. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) It's uh, nothing against him or Ariel. I just uh, didn't listen to it. He's got a pretty successful show on ESPN. What the hell is he wearing? A lucha mask. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Why? I don't know, but. There's, I guess, I guess Ariel goes hard in the paint on him, not on him, but on ESPN. He says stuff like, you know, it's uh, I don't know what he. I was trying to recall what he was saying. I, I, I scrubbed. He said he never, he never got a single plug in his three years there. What do you mean a single plug? He didn't get a plug from ESPN the whole time he was there. Um, what do you mean they gave him NBA basketball? He yeah, wasn't an I, NBA reporter. Yeah, I think, yeah, 
They did. They did them a lot of solids, man. Put yeah. in, remember, I remember that they brought them on the shows specifically to talk about when the the Toronto Raptors were in the in the NBA yeah. Finals. And they won a championship. Like they they were giving them they were giving them gigs for what to do? Like you're not a you're not an NBA guy. I mean, look, I, it it just seems like it seems like it ran its course, you know, with the with ESPN. I'm gonna take a listen to his his Dan Levitard the full thing the full interview. I'm gonna so I can comment it on Tuesday when we do okay. our show you, there. You, maybe you that maybe to it. maybe that'll be something we talk about on our way in interjection. Okay, you know. Well, oh, you now know, I have um, to listen to it. Now you do. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make you do your job. Yes, oh, I do. <laughs> I don't want homework. So I know. I know. All right. Yeah, I'll, that's, I'll, that's one. So whoever wrote that, we will listen to it, and we on our weighing interjection will actually talk about. What Ariel Hawani said on Mr. Levitard. Dan Levitard. Yeah. Okay. He, he's he's a, he's a good guy. He's a he's a good show too. I like watching his show. He does a show with his dad. His dad's an older guy. I just remember. I, I know he. I know he went to the University of Miami because I, I I remember listening to him talk about the U when Miami football was really good. Got it. Well, he's down in the Miami area, so I don't know if he went to the University of Miami. I think he did. He did. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about right. something with the University of Miami? How about what? Oh, whoa! Yeah, man, give him know. credit. Let's give him some props, Dude, Dan man. Lambert. Man, he is—he's making the the move. Mister ATT, the owner of American Top Team, Dan Lambert is—he's he, a huge University of Miami football fan, and he is basically offered five hundred dollars a month to the University of Miami football players, every one of them, to. That's awesome. Do social media, wear T-shirts for ATT, do all these different things. He'll pay him five hundred dollars a month so they can get some money. It's the whole the whole thing. You know, if it works out, it would be like five hundred and some thousand dollars. Five hundred forty-six thousand. That's freaking awesome for the year. Way to go, yeah. Dan! I love you still, man. You're yeah. a good man. But I he, appreciate. I, but he did I get knocked been. out in the AEW wrestling thing. It was just horrible. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, he's a really good guy. He's a great guy. I, I remember when American Top Team first opened up and a lot of fighters started going there. And he used to bring in like a nutrition nutritionist and then he used to bring in a doctor. Okay, everyone get their B twelve shots, everyone get their whatever it is. Like he had he had physicians available to all the athletes that were out of there. There was moments there where I thought about leaving a Amer, uh, American Kickboxing Academy, aka to go there. I was yeah. like, there was a lot of talk that like it was just the next biggest thing. It was people loved training there. And um, the only reason why I didn't go is because Masvidal was there and Masvidal was in strike force at the time where, you know, it's like, it was going to be. And so that was the biggest reason why I didn't go. I was like, yeah, he was there. I think also who was the other guy. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, I think was also Jay-Z there. Jay-Z the was there. Yep. Yep. Jay-Z was also there. And then Hermes Franco was there as well. So I knew I had to fight Hermes because I already fought. I fought him in the UFC, but I, that was like during that time, I was thinking about potentially going there. You know, but uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's been uh, he's been good for the sport, man. Done a yep. great job. Uh, been fantastic for the sport. All right, guys, well, we're gonna wrap this up. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, bear with us. I know we're a little exhausted and tired. My flight was at three twenty, or my car picked me up to be the airport at three twenty. Jaws was at three forty five a.m. My flight left at like five forty two. What time did your flight leave? Five fifty five. Five fifty five. So yeah. So we, uh, you know, we endured it and uh, been up we ever since so we could get here. We've been up ever since. I didn't get a nap in today. Yep. So um, if I'm a little groggy, I look like my eyes look a little small. <laughs> okay. Uh, not just when I smile. <laughs> it's like, so um, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this show. We want to thank you and John, what you got, bud? 
For everyone out there, hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening, and we will see you.